It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are live in Bristol, Connecticut today after a wonderful night out last night. Oh, great, great dinner. Great, great dinner. Phenomenal. Uh, still full. A couple of bottles of vino. I ordered two entrees. You know, you had to have the ribeye and you had to have the ravioli because we went to an entree. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I like to... I mean, listen, I'm not paying for it. It's true. Yeah, it's on Justin Craig. So, I mean, listen, we don't see the big boss very often, but when we do, it's all on him. <laughs> okay, so we were at opposite ends of the table. I had no idea that at your end of the table you were doing the two entrees play. Oh, of course. That's a veteran well, we, we move. Had, uh, we had uh, the charcuterie. We had all of that going on at the other end of the table. I, 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 I put on it. a show. We I put did. on a show. CC put on a show. CC and I were not shy with our eating last not night. Not at all. Not I, at all. I think I ate every single appetizer. I ate a you lo- ordered like three flatbreads, <laughs> uh, a couple of these shrimp dishes. Those nobody, are good. Nobody knows who they were. I didn't even have one. They were I gone. offered. They were gone by the time well, I got that. Like, it, was, it, was it was gone. Maybe a half hearted exactly. offer, and then like, I pulled it back. I'm sitting there thinking that I'm going to dominate the table, and it's, it's Evan out there. Evan Almighty taking care of business. Wow. I had, a good, I had a good eating night He's last night. got a tapeworm in there. I don't know where it all goes. <laughs> I had a this very, guy. very he, good eating night last first night. First thing he says to me this morning is, oh, I ate so much food last night. Pat Costello could back me up. Did I need not? eat a lot of food last night you did but every time that you went to eat something you justified it by going well i guess if no one else is gonna eat it, I'll eat it. <laughs> he did do that i'm a big every justifier i'm a big justifier like one shrimp you're like all right i guess if no one else is gonna have it, I'll eat let the me shrimp. give you the definition of insecurity thinking that anyone is paying attention to you eating which is not happening nobody's sitting there watching me eat but in my head it's like all right i gotta do the justification of why i'm having my seventh shrimp appetizer here and my third piece of bread but we got stuck see see cc's nicer in this spot than i am mm. we got stuck on our side of the table there was a brawl between two of our TV producers, Sam and Mark, about Julius Randle. Oh, no. Now, CeCe's <laughs> nice enough to engage. Pat and I are sitting there, and we're like, we're going to have to leave. This, I love the NBA more uh-huh. than anybody. I couldn't take it. It was rough. And it, like, you, you couldn't listen to these two screaming about Julius Randle. Who cares? Oh, my God. Every New Yorker knows that conversation, though. Every New Yorker knows that conversation. Because Julius Randle might be the most polarizing Nick we've seen since Carmelo Anthony. Well, but that's the thing. It's Kathy, great. We were at dinner. (laughs) We were in a nice restaurant. (laughs) Not in New York. I'm pretty sure, like, Mike Muscala's name came up at one point. And I'm just like, what are we doing? That was the best. The The people at the tables next to us were like, what? What is happening over there? <laughs> they thought we were hosting the trade deadline special Whoa. at dinner last night. Yeah, that's what it turned into. Yeah, seriously. Exactly. The only thing I was that was missing agitated. was Bobby Marks. <laughs> I, mean, I was getting agitated. I'm like, save it for the show. Like, 
No, we act? can't do Julius Randle talk on the show. Well, exactly. Then I can say no. We're not doing that. But like our half of the table was the cool side. We yeah. were we were sharing stories. We were having fun. Wow. We were laughing. Uh, wait a minute. Cool side. Wait a minute. And then you guys. Are, no, 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 no. Let me just tell you this. If you've got to say your side is the cool side, it's but it was. Not. No, it was. It's it, probably it was. not. It was. It's probably not. I can not. bet Nuno. We were sure. Nuno, what's understood ain't got to be said, boss. If you've got to say your side is the cool side. Let me tell you what it's not. I mean, Look, I'm not going to name someone. Their but... side of the table, OG and the Nobi's name never got mentioned. <laughs> 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 relevant. At least he's yeah, out. Like, at least it did yesterday. So, was the prep for a big sixth grade football game brought up? Oh, I'm not, wow. It wasn't on our side. Wow. Only laughs take on it, our take side. Take a right shot to SP. Wow. wow. Now, okay, hold on a second. Because now Nuno's, now Nuno's starting a battle between the sides of the table at dinner last yeah. night. So... Obviously, whatever side Smalls is on is the cool side. We get that. She's like the only real cool one, hanging out with Bravo people, housewives, everything like that, right? Yep. So Smalls has the, the cool ranking above all. I will say, Nuno, because you have now brought this upon yourself, there was a moment where Pat and I looked at each other and said, do you realize Nuno has not said a word to the person across from him, which was Bubba from Greeny? And then <laughs> Pat, Pat and I, I started that. watching, and we're like, they didn't say a word until Liam, one of our bosses, showed up, who's the greatest guy in the world. Liam had to be a connector. Mm. Nuno sat across nope. from somebody he did not say a word to at dinner. Here's the problem, and this is what happens when you just people watch it. Bubba actually <laughs> forgot to do one of his uh, duties as a manager yes, true. And, and send out a schedule for the people that run our tape room and he forgot to do it. You know what? What about Julius Randle? That's what he was doing that and that's what he was doing. So Bubba was working so I was allowing him to do his job. So here's the thing. uh, What Evan and I said is Bubba's for sure doing work right now. Yes. So we yeah. called it exactly. Yeah. yeah so I'm not going to talk to someone in the middle of a job. <laughs> so, so Nuno thinks you had a cool table. He was silent. You could have put Nuno in a library. There was no difference. Right. Now there was one other thing. I don't What's know up? if you guys heard this this morning because there's a lot of complaining. Now there, a lot of times when you have a free dinner, you can't complain. Uh huh. Except, let's see, Pat, Jovante, Nuno, Rob. Our social and digital guy all got the same order, and all are coming in complaining today. Was it the lasagna? They Horrendous. Got... <laughs> See, really? I, I, that's the part I don't understand. Oh, wow, how do you mess really? up lasagna? I said, like, how do you mess Rob, it up? So that's how it I was know. like a green circular lasagna. That, it's, it's it's simple. It's trying to be too a, cute. It's, it's not a whole lot of ingredients to yeah. this deal. You got some sauce. You got the shells. You got the meat, and you got the cheese. So how complicated is it? It looked like a take on the Don Angie, the famous Don Angie lasagna yeah. in New mm-hmm. York City. And for those who don't know what it is, it looks like a pinwheel. Like imagine yeah. going to Costco or Sam's or something, and you get those little turkey roll-ups that they chop up, yeah. and it's a pinwheel. And that's what the lasagna lasagna looked like it looked like big pinwheels that they had baked yeah it was green <laughs> That's, i don't need to say anymore but how did it taste awful oh pat's interesting pat is a foodie that doesn't actually eat a lot which is fascinating to me like i pat did not have any of the appetizers because there was a lot of seafood which pat does not eat but sam one of our tv producers did something for dessert that nobody noticed but Pat. Pat points it out. Then Cece looks at it and says, what the heck is going on here? He was eating tiramisu with a fork. Was it? What no, it was, was creme it? brulee. Creme brulee, sorry. Creme brulee. Creme yeah. brulee with a fork. Yeah. Yes. He, he was Ooh. eating it with a fork like a crazy <laughs> that, person. That's actually not that odd to me because my wife eats desserts with a fork. Yeah, but, but like a cake. Brulee? Yeah, every every dessert she really? eats with a fork. Yeah. Okay. Because she, she doesn't eat ice cream with a fork? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she used it with, with the fork. Wow. Because she wants to, I, I don't know, she says she wants to savor everything and just like, I don't know, she says for whatever reason the spoon gets in the way sometimes. So she likes Ice the fork. Cream with a fork. And, and that's why I know it's odd, and, but when he was doing it, it was like, oh, I'm used to this because that's what my wife does. But the only thing that the, the, the thing that Sam did at dinner that was like a little bit of an eyebrow raiser is like, it's a free meal, and the steak, I guess, oh, wasn't yeah. cooked to his liking. And he sent the steak back and made them make him another one. And he was not happy about it. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I felt bad because, listen, if you, if you ask for a steak and then everybody's meals come out and yours ain't right, like you're frustrated because you got to wait for him to make it right. Meanwhile, everybody's digging in. Right. So I offered him some of my second entree, which was the ravioli. Which that was did out, happen. Which I was saw outstanding. Okay. And he was like, no, don't worry about it. And he was like, send the steak back. I'll wait for the next one. I will defend <laughs> Sam. It, the steak was like severely overcooked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I looked like even a, I was like sitting across tire. the table from him. I was like, that's overcooked. It, like, that's, it, that's, it, that's it looked awful. like a spare tire. It was rubber. Like it was rubber. It was well done. But, but that's he, why. But here's the thing, though, Pat, he invited it on himself. Because he ordered his steak medium well. And if you order a steak anything past medium, you're asking for trouble. Totally. You're asking for trouble. Mm. Like medium is the cutoff line. If you're ordering anything other than medium, if it's if it's cooked beyond medium, you're 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 a psychopath. Like you're you're you're, like you might be a serial killer in your part time. Like I just (laughs) like I just I just don't trust it's almost like people that don't like bacon. If you order your steak beyond medium, I don't trust you. I don't, I don't trust you. Yeah, and you're also leaving it up to interpretation. You know, everybody knows what medium is. What? How well is medium well? Every chef, every guy on the grill or gal on the grill might have yeah. a different interpretation of what yeah. that is. Yeah. So you're at risk. I mean, if you're ordering anything cooked past medium, I might as well just give you chuck, a chuck beef and, and throw it on there <laughs> and, and grill it and have no, have no pink in there at all and give it to you. Yeah. I also will advise anybody from the Dallas Tourism Department listening, I know that's a weird one, hire Chris Canty. By the end of the night, I think Canty was going to have me buy a house in Dallas. Unbelievable sales job. For, for, like, see, it was amazing. He kept saying, you have no idea the prices in Dallas. How much bang for your buck? And I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I'm like, really? He's like, you don't understand. When I was in Dallas, the prices were this versus now. Hire Chris Canty, Dallas Tourism Department. Am I wrong on your pitch for Dallas last night? I have Not no, the Cowboys. I, I have no recollection of anything that you're talking about right I now. I didn't get I into have specifics. No, I have no recollection of what any, I was doing. I have no recollection of anything you're talking about Actually, right now. Actually, it sounds like that side of the table you know, one other thing oh happened to gosh. me. I want to know what your advice on and if I made the right move on this. So we up? get back to the hotel last night and I see Tim Legler at the hotel restaurant and Tim and I have known each other for, for a long time. I go mm-hmm. over and I talk to him for a while. He's sitting by himself at dinner because he's in just for a couple of days for NBA stuff. Yeah. I stood over and talked to him and never sat down and we probably talked for a good 25, 30 minutes. Do I sit down and invite myself in that spot, or did I do the right move by not sitting down? He's having dinner. Ooh. I didn't know what That's to dicey. do because the waiter dicey. then came over multiple times and like it was like, a, do I order more? Yeah, do I not you, order you more? You don't want to be presumptuous because you yeah. don't know what's going on, what he's got going on. So like, if you sit down, it's just it feels like a bridge too far. Yeah. But if you're standing talking for over ten minutes, you're, oh. you're hovering at that. Oh, point. I was a hover. So yeah. So I I mean, you don't want to be socially awkward. Yeah. Well, too late on that. Yeah. I'm about exactly. Forty three yeah. years too late on that. One. <laughs> yeah. But I, I understand the conundrum. I. I I don't know the proper decorum. I don't know either. I, I don't know what the right game plan is in order to win. And he was, because he is who he is, I saw that he had his phone set up. His whole thing was he was going to watch games, 
and then have his dinner. See, that's bad form by him, though. And I usually don't criticize Tim Legler, but if you're talking <laughs> that long, then he needs to invite you to sit down. Even if you don't want to sit down. Oh, really? You were turning this invite, on him? He yes. needs to invite you to sit down. 100%. There's no way, there's no way I'm going to sit there and talk to you for 20, 30 minutes standing up yeah. while you're sitting down at a restaurant. Correct. Unless, I would, unless he really sit. wanted Evan to leave and Evan wasn't picking up on the signal. That's no, I really don't. I, I well, would be just, the first You to just admit admitted that you're socially awkward, so that could have happened. I'm just awkward. He might have had any the social cues no. that normal people would pick up They're on, like, yeah, but man, because well, it's Epco, he that's missed crazy, him. man. You he know, missed him. Let just, me tell just you, right over, right over his head. A lot of times, uh, when I'm talking to my girlfriends about guys and their mentality, this phrase comes up a lot. If he wanted to, he would. If Tim Legler wanted you to hang out, he would have wow. invited you to sit down. I gotta be honest. You just crushed him. Just yeah, that, just that you one. You just crushed him. That friends, one really. That one really did hurt. I'm sorry. I'm not if gonna he, lie. If you, you. Cut, to, you cut him straight. You cut him real deep. <laughs> sorry. Wow, I'm I'm staring you down right now. Like you there's a to, dirty look coming your way right now. <laughs> just next time. Literally before that. the show, oh I'm walking God. with Smalls to makeup, and I told her a great story about somebody saying great things around ESPN about her yesterday. I now regret the story. <laughs> no, you I don't. I now wish I never told her the story. No, you don't. No, I want that story back. That never happened. I lied to you about everything that happened. Then, If you're saying Legler did, no, you know what? I'm going to give you one other thing on this. I'm usually pretty good on the follow-up text or email of like, hey, great to see you, whatever. Legler beat me to it last night. He oh. texted me as soon as I, I left there saying, hey, great to see you. It was great to run into you, whatever it is. So that made me feel like, hey, I did the right thing. But you're right. Now it's in my head. If he wanted me to be there the whole time, he would have said sit down, and he never said sit down. Yeah. Great. The Super Bowl Sunday, we'll discuss next. We're on Sports with Like, presented by Progressive Insurance. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm going to keep coming back to it. I don't think there's a such thing as an underdog in this Super Bowl. I know there has to be. I don't think there is. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. reason I say that is one team has Mahomes and the other team's actually favored. So I think you can look at it and say there really is no favorite in this Super Bowl. But we're going to have some fun with everybody out there at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who wins and why? Start. Oh, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. <gasps> I'm going with the 49ers. I know everybody thinks I'm a Brock Purdy hater. I'm going with the 49ers. They're the better team. They've been the more dominant team throughout the course of the regular season, even though they've had to play from behind 
in the postseason, there is a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to having postseason success. And we got to remember, this was Brock Purdy's first full season as a starter. This is a 49ers team that had seven All-Pros. This is a 49ers team that was favored in every single game this season. I absolutely believe that they are the better team, and I think that that will bear itself out in this game. They're not asking Brock Purdy to outduel Patrick Mahomes. What they're asking Brock Purdy is not to operate at a deficit. Don't have the self-inflicting wounds. Don't have the turnover-worthy plays. If he can avoid the mistakes and not allow the Kansas City Chiefs to win the turnover battle, then the San Francisco 49ers are absolutely going to win this game. I'm shocked. I did not think you were going to go with San Francisco just because of the Brock Purdy of it all. Well, yeah, I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I think he's the 10th best quarterback in the league. And If you factor that into the math, considering everything else that San Francisco has got going for him, yeah, I absolutely believe that. Now, the the one X factor in all of it is Kyle Shanahan. I, I think this is a situation where Brock Purdy and that 49ers team is going to have to bail their coach out because I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to put them in the best of situations throughout the game. I think there's a clear advantage when it comes to the coaching disparity in this matchup. Yeah. And the advantage goes to the Chiefs with Andy Reid. So I think that Brock Purdy at some point is going to have to play above the X's and O's. At some point he's going to have to make some plays to bail his head coach out because they don't have the perfect call on versus the looks that Steve Spagnuolo is going to present to him. But I absolutely believe that Brock Purdy has it in him, especially after seeing the comeback victories uh, in the divisional round and the conference championship game. So, yeah, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's imperative that this team get out to a hot start which means score first, and it doesn't matter who gets the ball first. They've got to get a stop if Kansas City gets the ball first. Defense, get it back to the offense, and then the offense go down and score. They've got to dictate the complexion of the game to keep that pressure off of Brock Purdy, but more importantly, keep the pressure off of Kyle Shanahan so he doesn't do things that are uncharacteristic. So that's how I see this matchup going, Mm -hmm. and I absolutely believe that the 49ers are going to get it done on Sunday. So we all know each other so well now. And we know that there's three letters that I have to respond to with that take. Well, I want to say this. Chris Canty does not say things he does not believe. Mm-hmm. That I know. Yes. But that's the ultimate CCL. Mm. What is CCL, ladies oh, and gentlemen? Yes. That is a Canty can't lose because what that is is this guy who absolutely is not faking it he believes the Niners are a better team I do one through 53 because that's how he looks at it the rest of us look at it as who's the quarterback right but he looks at it as one through 53 and he says that team is a better team but what a CCL is a candy can't lose is if all of a sudden the better team doesn't win on Monday or Sunday, then we can come in on Monday and there may be a little bit of beating up on one Brock Purdy in the San Francisco 49ers. Not, not as much as Brock, not as much as I would beat up on Kyle Shanahan. And I think that's what would surprise some that's people. That's the candy can't lose that, the that, Shanahan that's part the candy of it? Can't lose. Okay. That's what I'm hedging against. See, people think I would be hedging against Brock Purdy. I'm not. I think Brock Purdy is a good player. Let me say that again. I think Brock Purdy is a good football player. I've got him as a top 10 quarterback. I don't know what world that's an insult in. I think Brock Purdy is good. I don't trust Kyle Shanahan in big games. And, and he's, he's given why. And he's given us good yeah, reason not absolutely. to trust him. I absolutely. mean, when he was the OC in Atlanta, 28-3, blew the lead, biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. We go back to the 2019 Super Bowl, double-digit lead in the fourth quarter against the Kansas City Chiefs, and you blew that game. Like You can go chapter and verse on the blown games that Kyle Shanahan has had. And so why would I think in this spot, 
with Andy Reid and extra time to prepare that you're going to be better. I mean, Andy Reid, when he's got a bye week, is what, 31-7 and in his career? Uh So why would I think that Kyle Shanahan all of a sudden is going to do something that I've never seen him do as a coach, as an OC or as a head coach? That's the part where I can't give the 49ers the benefit of the doubt. But sometimes players have to overcome the circumstance, and I'm just anticipating that this 49ers team is good enough to do that just because of all of the talent that they've got on both sides of the ball. Smalls, who you got and why? I'm oscillating on this one. I've talked myself into both of these teams winning because I'm with you, Evan. I don't think there's a true underdog in this game. I'm with you, Cece, in the fact that I think San Francisco's the better team. <laughs> What's happening here? Smalls dropped her phone. Cece's dropped the, ca- the water cap. Well, boy, Smalls, Smalls' influence is really wearing be, off be on the rest pro- of be us. Be a professional, Smalls. I know, I'm sorry. Power yeah. through it. Lock, locking back in. So San Francisco is the better team, top to bottom. But momentum really matters to me. The way in which you get there in the postseason matters to me. And the fact that Kansas City had to go into Buffalo and win and into Baltimore and win is something I'm really taking stock into. The fact that San Francisco was on the ropes against Green Bay and Detroit is something I'm taking stock into. And I keep going back to the position players for San Francisco and the fact that Baltimore abandoned the run, and I'm like, if they don't do that, if they don't make that same mistake, Christian McCaffrey could be the Super Bowl MVP and they could cruise to a victory. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to likely the two most important things on the pros and cons checklist, I give both of them to Kansas City. The quarterback and coaching. Not only in Andy Reid, but in Steve Spagnuolo, who's one of the best big game defensive coordinators that we've seen. So as much as I've been down on them all season long, I got to pick the Chiefs. I got to stay with the team that I picked for the last three months, four months, whatever it was, San Francisco 49ers. I believe in Brock Purdy. I think there's nothing wrong, obviously, with Kansas City in terms of Mahomes and Andy Reid. They're amazing. It's weird picking against them, but I got to stay true to what I've picked, and that's been the 49ers for this whole time, and I really do believe we're going to see Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan win their first Super Bowl on Sunday. 888-SAY-ESPN is a telephone number to join the show. We want to hear from you who wins and why, but first, CC has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, like Brock Purdy and the 49ers are going to get it done on Sunday, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills 
and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We got two Niners picks, one Chiefs pick on this show. Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Are we all in agreement, though, before we get to the calls here at 888-ESPN, that if the Chiefs win, that is a dynasty, three Three and five, yeah. yeah. That's a dynasty. Dy- dynasty. No and back to back. Is anybody arguing against it? No, just wanted to confirm beforehand if they do win. It that, is confirmed, yeah, yeah. Dynasty, for yeah. sure. Uh, Space in Illinois, listening on ESPN 1000. Who wins and why on Sunday, Space? What's up, guys? Hey, uh, if you pick anybody other than Patrick McBath, you are wrong. I'm just going to tell you like that. There's, there's one answer, and that's Kansas City. You know, they got – the better quarterback, they got the better coach. Um, defense is playing stellar right now, so you know it's you, you can't vote against Patrick McBath. Period. So that's the answer. Yeah, I, Kansas City all it, the way. It is interesting that you have a team that clearly has the better coach, the better quarterback, and a what top five defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're picking against that team. Well, I was on a team that didn't have the best coach and the best quarterback, and we still won the Super Bowl. Right, so it is possible. It, it happens. Glad I mean, we brought it, that one up. Yeah, so I mean, I guess the whole the whole thing about the Super Bowl, though, and that's why you have to go beyond the, the rosters and just the X's and O's, is that the best players don't always make the best team, but the best team always wins. And so, Smalls, the point that you brought up is well noted when you talk about how we got here. And, and what the teams have looked like once we got to the postseason. And the Chiefs have looked like a better football team, and the 49ers feel like they have regressed somewhat based on what we've seen in the second season versus in the regular season. So I get that part of it. But the Super Bowl feels like an entity unto itself, right? There, there's so much around it. Uh, I mean, how you handle the two weeks, the preparation before you get to the Super Bowl site, being locked in, and so I can understand how somebody could talk themselves into Kansas City because it seemed like there's a lot less noise around them during the week and leading up to the game, whereas with the 49ers, there have been all these distractions, the practice facility, yeah. the field they've been practicing on, all of those different things. The but fire alarm in the hotel? The fire alarm in what the hotel was that? last night. It just went off? It has been done before, yes. Um, so that that happened. Whoa, whoa, you can't just slip that in. What does what that do, what mean? What do you mean? When you say it's been done before, that would indicate that There it's- were some places where I played around the National Football League where it was notorious for fans to pull the fire alarm at the visiting team's hotel to interrupt a good night's sleep. Wow. Yeah, that I- happens. Any place specifically? Well, we would always be on alert when we go to Providence, Rhode Island. Because we were playing the New England Patriots in Foxborough. So we would always be on high alert when we went up that way. I didn't hear what you said. Uh, Arnell in Harlem on ESPN2. What's up, Arnell? Uh, I'd like to say good morning. Good morning. Good morning, First Arnell. First of all, I like how Mr. Canty has given himself an out <laughs> with saying the play calling might be the reason they lose, but not Brock Purdy. Canty can't lose. <laughs> let me say this. Mahomes is like Jordan in the 90s. 
whoever went up against them, they took the L, and it's going to happen on Sunday. 49ers is going to lose because Patrick Mahomes is amazing. And watch it happen. Yeah, I, I think that the – Thank you, Arnold. You too. I think the sentiment coming from fans is actually the right sentiment. Yeah. And we didn't have this for the last however many weeks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were doubting the Chiefs. Now, I know the CC They gave us are, good reason to doubt Right. But I'm saying that, like, I think fans are properly coming around to the idea of, am I really going to pick against Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Which that, to me, is the appropriate reaction when you have somebody that is hovering around the GOAT status. You don't doubt the guy even though we're doubting the guy. Uh, Lindsay in North Carolina listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, Lindsay? Good morning. Carolina's in the building. Small. Yes. Evan. My brother, Kenty. Good morning, y'all. How y'all morning, doing? Morning, 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 morning. Good morning. First and foremost, I know you're not supposed to bet against Mahomes, but I am. Mm. Because, call it, Christian McCaffrey goes off. IU goes off. My man, the people's tight end, goes off. All Purdy got to do is play how he plays. CMC gets the MVP, and you can book it. 49ers all the way. Y'all have a great weekend. Super Bowl, baby. Peace. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. I think that Spags is going to try to take away Christian McCaffrey. He I think should. that's where it starts. I mean, you look at what he did against the Baltimore Ravens. He jumped into some reduced fronts. Buddy looks what that means is having three defensive linemen over the guard-center-guard trio. So it makes it next to impossible to run the football between the tackles. He took the run away from the Baltimore Ravens by virtue of the defensive formation they came out in, and he talked Baltimore into throwing the football more than they wanted to. I don't think John Harbaugh went into the AFC Championship thinking that he was going to drop back over 40 times, but that's exactly what happened. And I think that's what Spags will be thinking to try to do. But that also means that your guys on the back end have to be great tacklers when they're in man coverage. Now, the Chiefs play the fifth most man coverage of anybody in the NFL. But they're not talking about seeing guys like Debo Samuel, like Brandon Ayuk, like George Kittle on a regular basis. So the biggest thing for the Chiefs is can the guys on the back end get the 49ers receivers on the ground once they have those short to intermediate catches? Because that's what Kyle Shanahan does in his passing game. It's all about the short and intermediate routes, and you got to get those yards after catch. The Chiefs' DBs have to absolutely be great at tackling in this game. Otherwise, it could pose some problems for them. So that's what I'm looking to have. That's what I'm looking to see play out on Sunday. The chess match, you're going to talk them out of running the football by crowding the line of scrimmage, putting a lot of guys in between the tackle box. But can your guys on the perimeter tackle – once they have those smoke screens, those slants, those crossers, those short throws with catch-and-run opportunities, can your secondary, can your back seven tackle the receivers of the 49ers? That is going to be imperative if the Chiefs are going to have any chance at winning on Sunday. That's one of the reasons I keep going back to picking the Chiefs, though, because not only are you saying, am I going to really pick against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but if I just look at it from a a defensive standpoint, the Chiefs were second in total defense this year, and we know how Kyle Shanahan has been in big games. I also know how Steve Spagnuolo has been in big games. Phenomenal. And so not only would I have to pick against Mahomes and Reid, I'd have to pick, pick against Steve Spagnuolo in the Super Bowl. 
And that doesn't feel like a wise decision to me. We are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Guys, also last night, we had the NFL Honors. The awards came out last night. Lamar Jackson, MVP, Joe Flacco, Comeback Player of the Year. C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson of the Texans win Rookie of the Year. Maybe the greatest rookie class we've seen in a long time, especially mm-hmm. when you factor in the quarterback position. I know the Jets had two rookie Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, 74 Steelers, known as like maybe the greatest draft class ever in terms of Hall of Famers. Uh, you had Kevin Stefanski winning coach of the year. But I want to go back to Lamar. 49 of 50 first place votes. Mm-hmm. There was someone that voted Josh Allen first place for MVP. Who was that one guy? Who is that one guy or Gail? What, what, like, what are we doing? And let's leave Josh like, what, Allen's what, name what, out. What, like, is, is leave his name about, out. It's, it doesn't even. It's not even about him, right? It's no. how do you not vote for Lamar Jackson? That that's the issue. So put it. You could have voted for Chris Canty's brother. I believe you would have said the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. This is not because I know people understandably are sensitive with us because we've been very critical of, of Josh Allen. This ain't a Josh Allen thing. No. This is a how is Lamar not unanimous? And and for those people, by the way, that want to hate on Lamar, Lamar Jackson could never win another playoff game the rest of his career, and he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Be clear on that. For sure. Could never win another playoff game the rest of his career, and this man, as a two-time MVP, will go to the Hall of Fame. But go off on the one voter. No, it just feels like the baseball writers of America, right? Like, we're not going to let you go in unanimous. We know you're going to be, you know, a, a guy that wins MVPs and be a Hall of Famer, but we're not going to let you have two unanimous MVPs, right? Like, tell you and Tom Brady are the only ones that have unanimous MVPs. We can't let you have two. That's what it feels like with that one voter. 49 out of 50 votes? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I never will for the life of me, Smalls. Yeah, I don't know how you could look at not only the numbers, but the way in which Lamar impacted his team and the dominance that he established had with the Ravens this year and compare that to Josh Allen and in good conscience vote for Josh Allen. Yeah, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. Um, also, Hall of Fame. Career high in turnovers for Josh Allen. Yeah. And he gets the MVP vote? Yeah, it doesn't. Is it Hembo? No. You know, Hembo, you know, Hembo doesn't care about the turnovers. He, no, says he doesn't the, care. The turnovers are overrated. He I actually really think Hembo would vote. It might have been Hembo. No. It, like, we have to get to the bottom of this. It's we a, have it's confirmed. It's a conspiracy. Well, we it know, might be Hembo. We know the person who did it put themselves out there and said it, but it is an analytics guy that voted for uh, Josh Allen as the MVP. So it is Hembo, so Hembo but it's not actually so Hembo. Hembo and Jace. Yeah, Hembo yeah. and Jace. It might be Hembo under uh, an alias. I have no it interest in making it personal know. towards anyone but Hembo from Greeny. So let's we're going to use Hembo. Hembo as the placeholder for this person. So Hembo is the one that voted against Lamar. Now, the other thing is, I'm so thrilled with the Hall of Fame announcement because I have been on this Devin Hester kick for years. I've never understood why he wasn't in. Was the pun intended right there? Yeah, I thought so. Devin Hester I gotta be honest, no, I wish I was that smart. (laughs) Damn, that would have been really good. I thought the same thing. So the Hall of Fame class of the modern players, Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney, Patrick Willis, uh, Devin Hester and Andre Johnson, but speci- and c- congrats to all of them. All obviously warranted in terms of the Hall of Fame. But the Devin Hester one was the one that bothered me for years. I just don't understand if we are going to go out there and coaches are going to tell us all the time all three phases of the game. That's how you win. You've got to be great in offense, defense, and special teams. And then the single greatest special teams player ever on the return side, and Devin Hester was not a Hall of Famer. Thankfully, he is now. He was better at his job than anyone else that ever did that job, and the coaches in this sport told us to value that. So I'm glad those that vote on it got that man in. I'm not trying to take away anything from anyone else, but that was the one that was somewhat controversial because I guarantee you there are people listening to our show right now that would say, nah, kick and punt returners don't deserve to be in. Guess what? I'm glad he's in because he was the best ever to do it at that position. Yeah, all of the Hall of Famers are absolutely worthy. I am shocked. 
that Antonio Gates is not in the Hall of Fame. So am I. We thought we said yesterday. So that, I, like, that was the one that I, I felt like. I mean, outside of Julius Peppers and Andre Johnson, I thought that was the other one that was a lot. Same. I can't believe. I mean, what do you have? 116 receiving touchdowns. Like he's got to get into the Hall of Fame, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I did, that one that one floored me. But I mean, all all deserving. I, I wasn't sure that Patrick Willis played long enough to get into the Hall of Fame this quickly. I mean, but congratulations to him. He was absolutely phenomenal, instrumental in those 49ers teams and went to three straight conference championship games and a Super Bowl appearance. He was a beast. Yeah. Coming up, we will have Small's Power Rankings for top five Super Bowl foods. Next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. What are the snacks that you want to have on deck when you are watching the game? You got to have many hot dogs. Gotta have mini hot dogs. Oh, really? Absolutely. Pigs in a blanket, got to. That's got first to. on your you know list? What? Got to. It's up there. Absolutely. It is absolutely up there. Many hot dogs? What are we doing here? Yeah, that's bad ball. I, I, I completely disagree with that. <laughs> completely disagree. I don't know where the big fella was going with that. That surprised me. And he's usually on point in terms of knowing the good foods, especially the apps that you would want. In a football watch party, you know, in your sports viewing situation. Yeah, the mini hot dogs, I don't know how that's the first overall pick in your draft of Super Bowl Sunday eats. I, I don't get it. Are you saying where they're picked is poor or that you wouldn't have them at all? Because I-, I wouldn't mind having okay. them. I'm just saying where they're picked. How is that the number one pick? It's right. not. Like, I could have uh, pizza, wings. Okay, I'm fine with either one of those. A, a nice dip. I know you were talking about the dip that you're going to do and mm-hmm. you're making for your mm-hmm. Super Bowl party. But, but, but. But picking the blankets, mini hot dogs. What, what are we doing? And Chris Carlin uh, purports himself to be a food expert. Yeah. And this is where we're going with the first selection. Yeah, of the Super Bowl this, this jeopardizes his credibility. I think it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Smalls, you ready for your top five? I am ready. Are you guys ready? I, mean, I don't you know. You just put a lot of pressure on yourself by. Yeah, no, I didn't. By, yeah, you did. Michelle Smalls' yeah, top did. five su- uh, foods for the Super Bowl is going to be like kale Chris salad. Just now. Kale salad. You put, Guava, your, you, whatever you, you put yourself is. under a microscope. You better bring it with the list. Okay. All right. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Play the music. <laughs> uh, number five, Javante. <laughs> oh, number five. Us. All right. Usually we do Chris Canty's power rankings, but I have hijacked the segment. We are doing Michelle Smallman's top five Super Bowl party foods. And checking in at number five, when you go into someone's home for the Super Bowl and you're looking at the spread, there are certain things that you expect to be there. 
So coming in at number five is wings. And I specifically want multiple flavors of wings, Mm. and you better have ranch dressing on the side. Blue cheese. I want the traditional buffalo. I would like a little Parmesan-style mm-hmm. wing, maybe a sweet and sour-type wing. There are many flavor options. Make sure you have at least three, but wings have to be at the Super Bowl party. Okay, so first of all, I need the blue cheese, too. Like, Thank I you. like ranch and blue cheese. I'll do so that So there's you. that. And then I also got to have lemon pepper. Okay, lemon We got to have Very lemon good. pepper wings there. Like, I mean, uh, teriyaki is cool. Honey barbecue, it's, it's, it's a staple, but the lemon pepper... Like, that is a must-have. Like, if you don't have lemon pepper wings at your Super Bowl watch party, red flag. I don't know if I can come kick it with you to watch the big game. All right, Lou Will. Um, So, I think you're wrong about the ranch. It's definitely blue cheese. I like the Parmesan. That's interesting. That's a good twist on it. Garlic Parmesan wings? Yeah, that's great. Outstanding. Outstanding. I I think you got to go just keep it simple. Buffalo wings with blue cheese. Like, I don't think we need to go too crazy on this. Just straight buffalo wings with blue cheese I'm good with. You know, I actually like... The buffalo wings with the buffalo sauce on the side. Oh, if I that makes that. sense, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, remember, like you said, you like the the buffalo sauce to get into the ranch and I the blue do. cheese. A swirl so action. here's the thing: you 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 get the wings. I mean, fried or baked, however you want to do it, and you leave them naked, and then you have the buffalo sauce on the side, right next to the blue cheese. So you give it a little whirly bird <laughs> into the buffalo sauce, and then you dip it into the blue cheese of the ranch. Change your life. Okay, this change is- your life. That's the best way to go about it. This Best is way to do a it. Life hack, a wing no, hack. No doubt. Trust right. me. Take it from the guy that's over three hundred pounds. I know what I'm talking about. Right. After last night, I may be too. Uh, number four, small. Keep, keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Next. Number four. Number four. There are certain foods to me that are synonymous with a Super Bowl party. What I'm going to put at number four. I don't think I've seen it at any other function. And if I did, it might raise an eyebrow to me. Uh. Seven-layer dip Mm. has to be at a Super Bowl party. You've got the beans. You've got the salsa, the lettuce, the tomatoes, the cheese, the sour cream. It's one of those things that you have to get a big, healthy scoop of, scoop up, plop it on your plate, and you're good to go. Yeah, that's really good. Seven-layer dip dip is outstanding, especially if you got somebody that knows what they're talking about, knows how to season. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's outstanding. Outstanding. Right, let's see. Let's see what your other three are before I judge that one. Okay, very yeah. dismissive. That's of a right. I'm very. Layer dip. You have I'm to very have a dip on Super Bowl Sunday. You have to have have multiple to have dip. dips on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's see what number three is. All right, keep it pushing. Next. Number three. Pizza. It's pizza. Okay, now we're back. Okay, we're back. You have to have a pizza at your Super Bowl party. I, again, just like the wings would like multiple options of a pizza. Classic cheese, hand toss, maybe a thin crust, meat lovers. Whatever you like, there has to be multiple pizza options. But again, easy to grab, easy to put on your plate, easy to stack on your plate. So is it New York style for you, Detroit style, or you go on Chicago style? Um, I do not like Chicago style. You don't like Chicago style? If I have to eat eat it with a fork, it is not pizza to me. Got it. Okay. So I'm definitely going New York style. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And I know our guys Cap and Jay Hood are probably on the way in right now. ESPN 1000 in Chicago not liking this. Chicago style pizza ain't pizza. That's a whole different category. That's not pizza how we grew up on pizza. I'm sorry. Chicago Chicago style pizza is outstanding. I mean, Lou Malnati's, Pequot's, they're outstanding. They may be, but you can't compare. Lou Malnati's, if you listen, I'll take another one of them care packages too. (laughs) Just go put it out there. Send me me some more Lou Malnati's. I appreciate y'all. But when you're talking about your Ruby Rosa pizza, yeah. that's not the same food as, as Lou Malnati's. No. I'm not saying they're not both good, but I don't like that they're grouped in the same category. Yeah. To me, they're totally different kinds of foods. I'm just saying. I want, I want both of them, though. Well, I, I didn't say I, you I'm didn't. I'm not going to discriminate. And, especially, and, especially and, if they're and free. And if wants to send me some Detroit-style pizza, I can get down on that, too. No Javante, did you bring a, a care package home for your uh, significant other last night? 
Can't tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> Keep the list moving, guys. Keep the list moving. Next. Number two. Nachos. Nachos have to be at the Super Bowl party, but specifically sheet pan nachos. One of my pet peeves or bugaboos with nachos is that as you work down the stack, there are chips that have nothing on top of them. Yeah. They're just plain chips, which is a real bummer. So in an effort to avoid being bummed out on Super Bowl Sunday, you have to do sheet pan nachos, which means that you are dispersing all of the toppings evenly on the mm. sheet and baking it appropriately. Nice. Sheet pan nachos will be at the Super Bowl party. Yeah, that's a clean way to do something that's like a chip-based vehicle for your food. That oh, yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Have you seen some of the social media videos where like people put down tinfoil on like the counter, and that's how they do the nachos, and they just put it all down there? Kind of like a crab broil. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. It's it's fascinating. That's awesome. I actually love that. Actually, though, I don't know about that. It feels like that can get a little messy, people picking over stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but think about if we had like the tinfoil I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. I don't know if I'm going to do that. No. That's why you go to a Super Bowl party by yourself. She should go have some nachos on Sunday, too. Nacho yeah. Oh. Nacho yeah. Nacho yeah. Next. Number one. And number one. Cheesy jokes, please. Number one. There can only be number one. What's understood and got to be said the number one thing that needs to be at a Super Bowl party is buffalo chicken dip. Specifically, my buffalo mm. chicken dip recipe. It combines everything that we love in one thing. We have the buffalo chicken, the wings. We have the dips. We have the chips. I think I have buffalo chicken dip once a year, and it has to be at a Super Bowl party. Are you willing to share a recipe? I am absolutely willing to share. I will put it out on social media. Love it. Is there something, is there a curveball in there that we will see and say, like, oh, I didn't see that one coming? Or is it kind of straightforward and you need it to be straightforward in this? It's a pretty standard buffalo chicken dip recipe, but you have to have the scoops because it's important to get all the chicken that you want on the chip. So the top five, Michelle Smallman, top five foods for Super Bowl. Wings, but you need three different kinds of wings. Plus Seven-layer dip, plus ranch. Seven-layer <laughs> dip, multiple kinds of pizzas, sheet pan nachos, and buffalo chicken dip, five through one. I'm disappointed no sweets are on the list. Disappointed. I don't need sweets at Super Bowl. Okay. Right. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.